0: All right, we're getting football season started. I know it's a little bit late. It's week three, um, just finished up. I'm kind of, kind of late. Sticking with the basketball stuff. School's kind of been, been crazy starting up and work, but this this should be, hopefully some consistent, especially with football now because that's, that's a little more of my bread and butter, um, and getting ready for the NBA finals too. So it should be exciting, and hoping to put out a couple more of these. A little more frequently, so it's, it's not as sporadic. So let's let's get into week three. It was an interesting, to say the least, and eventful. Eventful week three for sure. I'm going to go backwards. I'm going to start on Monday night because it's kind of fresh. Fresh in my mind. Go through it. There's some big things to talk about. So Chiefs play the Ravens. They go to Baltimore with the, uh, obviously, the empty stadiums. And they... Beat them by 14, 34-20, Kansas City. Ravens were favored by three, I think it was three and a half, maybe it was three. But it was just, I think 14, like, look at the scoreboard, you assume it was closer even than it really was, like, man, the Chiefs, you go, you look at the first half, especially, they really should have been three points the Ravens had in the first half because they got that kind of fluky, but it was, it was a great um, kick return, but it was, you know, it wasn't offensive touchdown by any means. They didn't. Just getting the Ravens. Their offense was just like, I I went into this game thinking, you know, two good offenses, but I was like, okay, I think the Ravens could edge out this win because their defense, I think, has a better chance of getting stops than the Chiefs' defense has against the Ravens' offense, and it was that was not the case at all. The Ravens offense come down the first drive, they put a they get the ball first, they put a nice drive together. Um good on the fields like seventy yards or something, and end up getting stopped and kick a field goal. So I was like, okay. Um if they can get in the end zone. They they look good. They were clicking. After that, I don't know what the hell happened. I have no idea. They Lamar Jackson had like under hundred yards passing. This game, which is just unheard of for him. At that at, at this point, he's consistently been a guy that is gonna get put up some pretty big numbers. And fifteen for twenty-eight, only threw the ball twenty-eight times for ninety-seven yards, one touchdown, QBR was forty point four, had four sacks. That's just not Lamar Jackson numbers. He was their leading, I mean he was their leading rusher. He had eighty three yards rushing on the ground. And they're receiving their leading receiver was JK Dobbins. It just didn't look like the Ravens offense we know where they're gonna they're gonna kinda pound you with this you know, Lamar Jackson can run. Now they got Dobbins in and obviously Mark Ingram. They just didn't look like that team that's gonna sit there and ground and pound you and then Lamar's gonna find Marquise Brown on a on a deep route once the defense starts collapsing that wasn't the case at all. The Chiefs defense played played well. I was pretty su- I was surprised. I didn't see this defense especially after that Chargers game where there was some I was a little bit worried for them during that Chargers game. But they came out and they consistently put pressure on Lamar Jackson and it looked a lot like Lamar in the playoffs last year where they would put pressure on him. It's almost like teams kind of almost figured him out where they're putting pressure and containing around the edges so they can't let him just kind of turn his back and get around the whole line so they're containing him keeping him in the pocket and forcing him to step up and he's not stepping up that's where most of their sacks came the two big sacks at the end of the game came because they're containing him and saying go, go step up and look down the field keep your eyes up and he wouldn't do that They got around him. He tried to step back. They were there. They got the sack. Twice that happened. My concern with Lamar Jackson is exactly that, that he isn't experienced enough. He doesn't have that poise where he can take his seven-step, five-step drop back, and then once the pocket kind of clears out, step up, look down the field, and find a receiver. As soon as there's a slightest chance that something's going to go wrong inside that pocket, he turns his head and... Tries to scramble and then maybe we'll take another look down the field late in his scramble most times he just tucks his head tucks the ball and and runs which which gets old fast if you have no consistent passing game it's gonna be tough especially against some of these better defenses Casey's defense looked good they really did the pressure they just look good schematically really Spagnuolo did a good job it's gonna be interesting to see Baltimore Lamar Jackson has got to take that next step and become more of a passing threat where they just took him out of the game tonight or or this could be a, a long season for the Ravens I really do think this is a good team and their defense their defense I thought was like I said earlier I think I thought their defense was better than than kC's but they did not play like that tonight at all they have a very talented defense there's no there's no doubt about that they got they got guys all over. Clay Campbell has been a great addition for them. Matthew Judon. Um, you got guys like Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters. Patrick Queen's been huge for them, and they have a very talented defense. And I just haven't haven't seen the production that I would have liked to see from them. I mean give them a little, a little leeway because it's such a great Kansas City offense. But they got cooked tonight. They got 34 dropped on them and probably should have been a little more because the Chiefs kind of dinky-dunked away at the end. Try to kill the clock, but that defense just doesn't look like it's at the level it should be. And I think we'll see... We'll see that we've seen this throughout the NFL all year because it was such a funky offseason. I think we've seen it more on the defensive end where teams get struggle early. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the future for Baltimore. This defense really needs shapes up. They got um Washington next week and then Bengals Eagles. So they got a pretty nice pretty easy next three games. They got the Steelers, which is kind of their big test, and then and then things get serious, so they go uh, Steelers, Colts, Patriots in October, and then Titans, Steelers again, Cowboys. So there's there's some big tests for them coming up in the next... You know, they got a couple good weeks to get, get things under their belt and figure out some, some kind of crappy games for them. But then things get serious towards the end of the kind of middle of the season, so... They got to get things together, or I just think Lamar Jackson's got to play better. That's that's kind of the X factor. And it, it, I saw some reports about them in big games because it does remind me of what we saw in the playoffs. And that that's an interesting thing that we're gonna have to keep our eyes on going forward. More positive note: Let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Just off the charts numbers 31 for 42 385 yards four touchdowns and then a rushing touchdown and wow they were he looks amazing um a shaky week two when they play the chargers and kind of come down to that close game nothing clicking the offense all week long and then they come out in this big game game of the year and just light it up offense looks good really good Um, they got talent all over that field guys like McCole Hardman and um, what's his face Watkins played well guys like that stepping up all over the all over the field for that but in terms of play calling and the schemes they are putting in it it just it's great look at some of their touchdowns they have the The stuff they do when Tyreek Hill goes in the backfield and they motion him out wide, it it messes with the defense always. And it's such a – some of these play calls are just very, very smart. Like the, the fullback touchdown, Patrick Mahomes throws like a little underhand pass, which I was like trying to imitate. How do you throw that tight of a spiral? Like it doesn't make any sense to me. He has the fig jump pass that turns into a scramble and touchdown. That's just in absolutely insanity. And then touchdown Eric Fisher, their number one overall draft pick, which was awesome to see. They did it all tonight. They look fantastic. There's not much else to say. Um, the defense looks good. Surprisingly good. I think part of it could have been the Ravens just not clicking, but, but they did. They, they played well on defense too, so this Chiefs team really does look like a championship team. There's no question about that, and you got to watch out for these guys for sure. So then we're going to the Sunday night game, Packers and the Saints. Another big game where the crowd could have been a factor. Actually, it would have been a factor guaranteed because that the superdome is notorious for just being a madhouse especially for big games like this where the packers come into town mm-hmm. and that aspect you know definitely came into play it was a, it was a close game packers come out by 7 they're 3 and 0 and the packers are packers are good jordan love jordan love might have been the missing piece for this Packers team, because he he lit a fire under Rodgers' butt, and he's been absolutely amazing. He had three touchdowns, almost 300 yards this week, with throwing to Alan Lazard and Mercedes Lewis. Like, guys you haven't really heard of, and making them look is kind of the Patriots factor, where they're taking these... Dare I say, nobody's and turning them into good receivers. Aaron Jones didn't have a, you know, didn't have a great game, and Devontae Adams was out. But Aaron Rodgers nonetheless goes out there and works his magic. Some of that hard count stuff is insane. How he can, how his mind works, where he can draw the defense offsides and continue to go with the play because you know he has a free play. Some of that stuff Rodgers is doing this season has been fantastic. And their defense doesn't look doesn't look awful. There's some bright spots. There's some guys on that defense that I think, you know, they could they could clean it up. Darnell Savage looks good. And Jerg Alexander has been pretty solid and Zadarius Smith has been really good. I think you give this defense a little couple weeks and they'll clean stuff up. They will end up better. I don't think they'll ever be Kind of an elite defense, but when you have an offense like this, they really need to only need a couple stops once in a while, and let Aaron Rodgers do the rest. And I think this is a game plan that's going to be good, and the defense isn't going to get worse. I think it's going to get better. Again, I think a tr- a trend this season. My prediction is you're going to see defenses struggle early, and as they gel, as they get you know together more they will end up playing better. and There will be some, some better defensive play as the season progresses just because of the, the offseason and how they didn't have much time. To the Saints, they're 1-2 and two now. Um, Lost to the Packers and last week to the Raiders. Breeze ends up almost 300 yards, which is nice. I mean, three touchdowns, but there's, there's definitely some concern there with Drew. His mind is there. There's no doubt about that. He's that classic smart player, can find stuff, read defenses. But his arm just isn't there. Looking through, watching that game, and seeing the throws he's making, he's not throwing the ball down the field. They're all short, little dump passes, and there's cause for concern there because if you don't have that deep threat like you used to have, where he could he could put a ball like you have with a Russell Wilson or a Patrick Mahomes where you can you have that threat that some guy's going to go vertical and you're going to get a 50-yard game. When you play some of these top tier quarterbacks, that's always in the defenses. The back of their mind is I can't get burnt or they're going to throw over my head. This isn't a threat with this team anymore. They can play tighter. They can play a little more press coverage because there's not a very big threat that they're going to throw down the field because they haven't showed us that they can do that reliably. A little bit of concern there. Um, Kamara is special. That run he had, that that touchdown catch where he broke like six defenders and then slowed up at the end is just kind of like a suck on that move. was great. The guy's... In open fields, amazing. He's got good hands. Come out of the backfield. He looks like a top-tier running back in the league, and I think injury stopped him from that earlier. But he is for sure, I think, a top-three running back because he's so versatile. You can you can run him out um, basically as another receiver. It'll be interesting to see how much Michael Thomas comes back because I think that'll make this offense more efficient because he's he plays into Drew Brees' new, new short pass look and he fits that system really well so I think I think this team could be a playoff team but if, if this season doesn't, if they're not a playoff team this year it's going to be tough because I don't think Drew Brees has another year in him. Taysom Hill uh I don't even want to get started with this guy. He's making like his what's his salary? His salary right now is way more than it should be. I've never been a huge Taysom Hill guy. He's had some plays where yeah, he looks Okay, he's got 16 million guaranteed right now to do what? To come in for five plays during the game, maybe six plays in this game he came in and fumbled and then left he's not a passing he's not a quarterback by any means he's not a quarterback I'm I'm so far off the Taysom Hill bandwagon it's a dot to me I it doesn't make any sense to pay that guy $16 million a year I like the Jameis Winston signing but I just he's had some plays where it's like wow that's that's fun. You like to see it, cool. But I just don't think it's a it's a reliable, consistent way for your team to have success. So I don't, not a, not a Taysom Hill fan, to say the least. Their defense, it's not great. Again, I think they'll get better, but the Saints has got it. They have to get clicking these next couple weeks, or they could fall behind and and let Tampa catch some ground on them even more and put a little bit more of a gap between the two which which could be trouble because the NFC is going to be very competitive for those those the five six seven spot this year going back to another game I'm going to dive into here I don't even know which one there's some interesting games Let's hop into Seattle, Dallas. Russell Wilson is playing out of his mind. Let Russ cook. That's the new thing. Okay, I want to address the, the big buzz was that Russell Wilson's never had an MVP vote. And yeah, you read that and you're like, okay, wow. he never had an MVP vote. But just go back and look for a second. Go back and look. Last year was Lamar Jackson. The year before that's Patrick Mahomes. Then you got Brady and Matt Ryan, Cam Newton. If you go back since the years Russell Wilson has been playing well. I don't know if there's a year except the year Tom Brady won it. That's the year you could argue that maybe he should have got a vote or two. But say last year or two years ago that he should have received even one MVP vote over Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes is ridiculous. Has the guy been top three? Consistently for the past five years, probably four out of five, I would say. But to say, oh, he's never had an MVP vote, you're just saying that one of these guys who's voting should vote wrong because I don't think many people can say with a straight face that Russell Wilson deserved an MVP vote over Patrick Mahomes two years ago. You can make a little case for Tom Brady, but the way Tom Brady closed. What was it like the last six seven weeks of the season three years ago sealed that for him he played amazing so i don't want to i don't want to hear much russell wilson no mvp votes stuff does he is he a top was he a top three player in the league years the past four years yes is he probably going to be a front runner for mvp this season of course but i don't like those arguments he played played well, um, threw the ball 40 times, 27 to 40. It wasn't, you know, a great completion percentage, but five touchdowns, should have had six. That DK Metcalf got poked out was kind of ridiculous. But this this Seahawks offense, which is, is such a role reversal from where they were when they were a Super Bowl team, what was that? How many years ago was that now? Five? Where their defense was just this absolutely killer threat, wouldn't let anybody score, and Russell Wilson would, you know, occasionally have two or three drives where it just looked really good, and then they gets get some points on the board and let the defense do the rest. Now they're in games where they're going to have to go in these expecting to enter a shootout and say it, Russell Wilson's going to play better than your quarterback and we're going to cook you more times than than you cook our defense. Good game for Seattle, 3 and 0. Definitely playing like a top team in the NFC. Them and the Packers look like front runners currently. They did suffer some injuries. Jamal Adams went down. He's been a big addition for them. I like that on the defense. I think he's kind of bringing that whole um, unit together but I don't love their defense there's no pass rush whatsoever their linebacking core is good there's there's no doubt about it they have one of the best in the league in and, um, and Bobby Wagner but I just look at their their defensive backs and and their pass rush and I just there's nothing to be happy about it's, it's pretty concerning So, I'm not sure about their defense. So, another injury, uh, Chris Carson goes down on that little, I'm going to call it a a dirty kind of scumbag play where, God, what's his name on the Cowboys? Chris Carson goes down on like kind of a little, just a regular play and gets his knee twisted. Who was it? It was Tristan Hill. So Carson goes down this play, and he grabs his, like him by his foot and rotates and hurts his knee, and that's just a cheap play. Hopefully the NFL steps in and does something about that because there's no room for that at all anywhere in this league. As for the Cowboys, they're 1-2 now. Dak played pretty well, a couple iffy iffy picks. Receiving core looks really good. Um, Gallup, Wilson, Cooper, Lamb, like that is a four really solid receivers. You got deep threats, good route runners. It's a really complete receiving core. You got Zeke in the backfield. Their O-line doesn't look tremendous. I think that's kind of that separating piece from them. That's separating them from becoming a really top tier elite offense. And the defense is banged up. Van Esch was a huge loss for them early. Trevon Diggs, he had that great play, but otherwise got kind of cooked. But don't, everyone's kind of freaking out. Cowboys are one and two. Lost to the Rams, who I'll get to, and I think are a good team. And then lose to Seattle and those are two losses beat Atlanta on another iffy game. But this Cowboys team, they don't need to be fantastic to make the playoffs. You look at who's in the NFC East right now. They're, they get what should be six easy wins. I think they beat the Eagles twice, Giants twice, and and Washington twice. Say they only win those games and lose the rest, they're still seven and nine. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think Dallas is a pretty, I think they're a good team. They're definitely a playoff team. I have them eight and eight. At, hmm, I'd say nine and seven. They're a nine and seven team for sure. There's just, I think they're better than people give. They've had a tough schedule. Yeah, Atlanta wasn't anything special. Didn't play great. Loses Rams Seattle. Don't count this Dallas team out. I think they have they have a big test this week against Cleveland. But I I am by no means a big Cowboys guy. But there is besides some of the injuries to their defense, there's there's a lot of positives about this offense. A hundred percent. There's there's really no doubt about that. Our next game of the week week this week was skipping some of these little ones where there's not that much to talk about let's jump into the poop game of the week we're gonna call it don't want to cuss on here because my grandparents listen. so little wills little will smith for you guys there but Bengals and the eagles and goodness gracious a painfully just bad game. There's no, there's no other way around that, really. Cincy. Philadelphia's up 13-10 at half, and then Cincinnati goes up late, and I'm like, wow, they're gonna, they're gonna pull this out. Philly comes back for us OT, and overtime was just oh my gosh like painfully bad Philly's at a point in their season where they play for the tie they in overtime run the ball they're playing like they're at the 25 yard line and trying to get between the hash marks to get a a straight on kick for their kicker and they're at like 40 they're close to the 50 yard line what are you doing and then they line up for a kick penalty. It gets goes back, and they punt it. They punt it for the tie. The field goal would have been like a 60 or 64, 65 yarder for the win. At least try it. If you're gonna, if you're gonna tie, go down saying I attempted to win the game. And the claim that why they punted it was because the Bengals would have got. A shot to punt it. I mean, to to kick a field goal, which would have been what a fifty-something yarder, fifty-six or something. But still, don't punt for the tie. That's just a. Uh, that's awful. That's nobody ever wants to see that. Go for the win. This is cue the Herm Edwards. You play to win the game. You play to win the game. You don't play to tie. Philadelphia has been the biggest flop of the season by far. I didn't expect them to come out and be a 10-win a team. I didn't really expect them to be a 9-win team. But they're on pace to just be like brutally bad. Carson Wentz he's I kinda feel bad for the guy because there's no old line he's just getting the just getting lit up every game. But at the same time the decisions he's making he's making aren't great. I don't know. And the fact that they drafted Jalen Hurts makes you think like now there's even more pressure because every time he does something stupid, everyone's like, Oh, what about Jalen Hurts? Maybe they bring him in. And that just adds more junk that this team needs to worry about. I thought Philadelphia's a bad team. There's which is weird to say, they're at the they're at their Super Bowl hangover which started off good and now they're just bottom of the barrel team. Um yeah, I don't there's not much to say about Philadelphia. There's nothing positive to say about Philadelphia. I'm looking at their upcoming schedule, and so they're 0-2 and 1 right now. They have the Niners next week, who, which what, could be a competitive game because Niners are banged up. Say they don't win that game, they're 0-3 and 1. They go against the Steelers. I don't see them realistically winning that, and they go against the Eagles. This could be they could be 0-5 and 1 in their first six games pretty easily. And then I'm looking at some of the other games besides their division games. They got the Browns, which they could win. Packers, Seahawks, which there's no way in hell they're going to win. Saints, probably not. Cardinals, like, if I'm picking, if I'm betting, I could see them getting one, two, three, maybe four wins. (laughs) I don't know. Philadelphia is just a train wreck. Since C. Joe Burrow has kid looks like he's played in the league for seven years already. I cannot say enough positive things about him. He's not winning and his mentality is exactly where it needs to be. He's, what was his quote after the game where he's like it's not a it's not a win, so it's a loss, something like that. I like the I like the killer mentality he brings. Get some guys around him. Get a better defense. Their defense is atrocious, but he's he's a bright spot. I wish they could get him. It's kind of like a Sam Donald in the Jets. Like I wish they could get him to a spot where he could really use his talent efficiently, because that's what I'm worried about. Is he gets stuck in this Bengals loop where you don't give him much to work with and it kind of kind of eats away at his prime. But both teams here bad. Nobody wants to see a tie. Yeah, that's just Alright, I don't want this to go for too long so I'm going to kind of zip through the end after <laughs> I'll spend a little bit of time talking about the the Falcons. If you have a friend or a family member that's a Falcons fan, just give them a hug, send them a card or a text, just saying, "Hey, hey man, I'm here for you. If you need something, they need some. Take them to lunch, get them a gift card, because they they need some some bright spot in their life right now after this week. Where I like it crossed my mind looking." Watching this, where I'm like, okay, they're up by 16. Feel pretty good. Feel pretty good about this. And I'm like, okay, I know they blew a lead, but it's 16 points. They're up. it's a fourth quarter. there. are yeah. Feel good. Pulled Trubisky. Bears pulled Trubisky. Put in Nick Foles. Falcons pull the lead, and now they're 0-3. And coming off that Super Bowl, now they got two just absolutely gut. Wrenching losses, blown leads. Atlanta's just this poor guys. Bears bench Trubisky, and Cohen gets hurt. But I, I was a, I was a Trubisky, uh, I was a fan. I believed in him. He had a bad pick. They pulled him out, which, in hindsight, was definitely the right move. And Nick Foles came in and played absolutely. He played really well. Led them to the win. I think they st- stick with Nick Foles, but I was, I was a fan of Trubisky. It's a little sad seeing him go down because I, I had high hopes. I never gave up on him. He had some plays where it just oof, just not good. But there was also some games where he played pretty well. So I'm not exactly sure what you do with him. He's he's a good athlete. I don't know if he sits on the bench for the next five years or if he gets a chance to go play somewhere else but I hope he can make it somewhere oh real quick end this off I know I didn't get all the teams so I don't want this to be um an insanely long episode I might zoom through some of them at the end but the last big game I want to talk about is Rams-Bills Bills go up big early Josh Allen plays well Rams comes storming back Bills get the ball and end up winning because of a ticky, ironically, a pass interference call goes against the Rams, so if any Rams fans are giving you crap, oh, the refs causes that game, just tell them to shut up, because they have, they can't, they can't talk about that at all. But Josh Allen's the big one here. Four touchdowns, throw a pick, 311 yards, been playing great this year, and he's had little stretches in the games it's just interesting to watch him because looks good looks like a young Big Ben where he can kind of big body power through people like that clip from when he played Miami where he just decked the linebacker pretty amazing got a good arm could be a little more accurate but he's he's playing well he's got weapons around him now Uh, Diggs, Beasley's actually been playing pretty solid Devin Singletary has stepped up, and I like I like this Bills team. There's some. I think if you look at the numbers, they can be a little deceiving for Josh Allen. You're like, wow, this guy's had like 300 yards Game games, thrown for three touchdowns. This game he had four touchdowns, but there's some plays that really make you question. Just some questionable decisions, especially in terms of pocket awareness. But he's is this. Josh Allen's good for the league. You can get a lot of guys that hate him, a lot of guys that really love him. It's going to be a constant talk about it. And this Bills team is going to be a very looked-at team. And, oh, my God, how did I not forget to mention, he had a face mask penalty this game, which, again, with the Roethlisberger comparison, that's the only other guy you can really think, oh, yeah, that's going to get a face mask. How do you get that as a quarterback and on offense. It's it's amazing. I I like Josh Allen. I think he's got a tremendous upside. Just some of the mistakes he cleans up can make them more successful. They haven't had. This was their first big test and they handled it pretty well. Probably should have lost that game. But again, don't you can never bail out the Rams. I like this Rams team. I really do. They're three-headed monster in the rushing. There's the running back Goff, I'm a fan of. They got a great receiving core. Higby's played well. Everett's solid. And then Cup and Woods. Defense, Aaron Donald is just like from another planet. The way he throws around offensive linemen, it's insanity. But I like this Rams team. I think they're definitely a playoff team. And... I could see them making... I wouldn't be shocked if they end up in the Super Bowl. I wouldn't. I'd be more surprised if the Bills ended up in the Super Bowl than the Rams. But... They're going to have... They have a tough division. Uh, Atlanta, uh, sorry. Arizona looks pretty solid. And then obviously Seattle's going to be a big test for them. But I think they match up pretty well. I'm really, really looking forward to some of those games. But that's what I got. Some other games go through real fast. Niners put up crazy numbers against the Giants. Giants are a train wreck. Patriots play well. That's ah, gonna be a great matchup next week to look forward to is the uh, Chiefs Patriots game. Steelers get a win. My Steelers, I'm not sure how I feel about them. I, I I like this team. I like this defense. But there's some some plays where I'm like I just I'm a little bit concerned. They had, gave, Deshaun Watson had a good game against us. going to be a fun, fun game watching them play Tennessee this week. And, yeah, that's wrapping up a pretty quick recap of Week 3. Dope into some of the, the bigger games a little bit more. And um, Next week, I'm not sure. If you guys want to let me know if you like these longer ones or if you want it to stay pretty short and quick, I can do whatever you guys think. Or I can do... I could do earlier in the podcast and talk, like, kind of go through really quick every game, some of the big takeaways, and then go more into depth if you want to listen more. But thank you so much for tuning in. I'm gonna try to do a uh, a week four preview where I kind of go through, do my pick 'em, who I'm picking for the week and why. But thank you guys for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed the uh, NFL content coming back since all the way back in April is kind of crazy, but. Once again, I really appreciate you guys listening, and you have a good one.